from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Happy Monday, security gang, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. I hope everyone had a good, nice, long, relaxing weekend. You've recharged your batteries and you're getting ready to head into another exciting week here for many security practitioners. A lot of events happen since our last episode on Thursday. So we're going to get into all of that as well. A great, great recap of what's going on and then some stuff to really pay attention to going into this week, including a step up by our adversaries in terms of how they target. And then the geopolitical tensions that are going on globally are starting to impact businesses across the entire global, have a conversation around that, as well as the economic downturn, layoffs, and what that means for cybersecurity in, as a whole. So before we do that, though, Please make sure to subscribe, follow us on YouTube or your favorite podcast listening platform. Tomorrow, a brand new episode of CISO Talk with my good friend and CISO over at SMU, world-renowned author George Feeney. We talk about his latest book, Project Zero Trust. You want to tune into that conversation tomorrow. The episode will air live at 11 a.m. Eastern and will be available on the CISO Talk podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform at 11 a.m. Eastern tomorrow as well. Without further ado, let's grab our cup of coffee this morning, tea, whatever you're drinking, water, coffee cup, cheers, y'all. I don't know what else people drink in the morning. If you drink something that isn't coffee or tea, please let me know. Good morning, Reggie, Chris, Violet, and RNA. Thank y'all for being here this morning and commenting. We know. Um, thanks so much. We'll kick off with Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare canceling procedures and diverting patients following a cyber attack that took some of its IT systems offline. The cyber attack, which occurred on February 3rd, late Thursday night, when the hospital announced that it fell victim to a cyber attack, forcing it to switch operation under downtime protocols. On February 5th, the healthcare provider, uh, the healthcare service provider announced the situation had not been remediated yet, with all non-emergency surgical and outpatient procedures initially, initially scheduled for today being canceled and rescheduled. Um the Tallahassee Memorial Hospital announced that it implemented incident response protocols immediately after discovering the incident and that backup and downtime protocols it has in place allow it to continue to uh, provide care to its patients, just maybe not accept new ones. So you can obviously see the impact here and we'll see how the recovery there goes. As soon as we have an update, I'll share it on our uh, LinkedIn page and uh, Twitter page. Open SSH, sorry, Open SSH has released a new patch uh, to Open SSH 9.2 to address a number of security bugs, including a memory safety vulnerability in the Open SSH server. This is tracked to CVE 2023-25136. The shortcoming has been classified as a pre-authentication double-free vulnerability that was introduced in version 9.1. This isn't believed to be exploitable, but nonetheless, it's noteworthy that it should be patched so something to keep in mind and put on your agenda for this week to one identify look at the mitigation steps understand what the business impact is understand what the risk impact is and then um, um, go through with the upgrade so this may raise some concerns but you definitely want to make sure you do this open ssh open ssh again a critical part of vpn in general Linux version of Royal Ransomware is targeting the VMware ESXi servers, which really power a lot of the internet. Royal Ransomware is the latest ransomware operation to add support for encrypting Linux devices to its most recent malware variant, specifically targeting the VMware ESXi virtual machines. 
Bleeping Computer has reported on similar Linux ransomware encryptors released by multiple other gangs, including Lockbit, Black Matter, Avius Locker, Hello Kitty, and Hive. The new Linux Royal ransomware variant was discovered by Will Thomas of the Equinox Threat Analysis Centers and, and is executed using a command line. It also comes with support for multiple flags that will give ransomware operators some control over the encryption process when encrypting files the ransomware will append the dot royal underscore u extension to all encrypted files on the vm while anti-malware solutions had issues detecting royal ransomware uh, samples that bundle the new targeting capabilities they're now detected by 23 of the 62 malware scanning engines um, on virus total and so royal out there targeting vmware understanding the impact that vmware can have on business and increasing the capabilities for them to actually get a payout so something to keep in mind there with your vmware esxi you want to make sure that if they're not at the latest patch they're they're they're, they're mitigated and you're watching the mitigation people connect which owns a background check service instant checkmate and truth finder did disclose a data breach affecting more than 20 million users. The data breach, was, which was published on February 3rd, informed users that the incident was discovered after cybercriminals started sharing databases stolen from two companies on underground forums. The database or list, as the two companies call them, contained names, email addresses, phone numbers, encrypted passwords, and password reset tokens that either expired or are inactive. They've confirmed that the list was created several years ago. A period includes all customer accounts created between 2011 and 2019. The published list originated inside the company. The two organizations know that the leaked information does not include detail on user activity or payment data. While both Instant Checkmate and Truthfinder note that no readable or usable passwords or other means to compromise user accounts were leaked, it's not uncommon to see these come from trying to buy users passwords from other and just password spray so like user x has 17 other passwords that you can find through other data breaches you script those in and you keep hammering in a password spraying attack and that's why whenever you go through that one of the first things you want to do as a practitioner is secure your credentials secure your identity reduce the number of failed attempts to log in make it one two three whatever the case may be, don't leave it at 10 or, or, or five or however you have it now because just the criminals are going to go through that list. That's part of their checklist as well. Sysa adds Oracle and Sugar CRM bugs to the exploited vulnerable list. The two vulnerabilities from Oracle and Sugar CD, CRM are actively being exploited and Sysa has now ordered federal civilian agencies to patch them before February 23rd. Sysa added Oracle CVE 2022-21587 and CVE 2023-229052, which affects multiple products from Sugar CRM to its known exploitable vulnerabilities catalog. As with all additions to the list, this explains that the vulnerabilities are frequent attack vectors for malicious cyber actors. Oracle patched CVE 2022-21587 in October, um, and that's part of their e-business suite that has a broad user base. The bug has a 9.8 CVSS score, um, and was highlighted by the government of Singapore as a particularly dangerous bug because it's easily exploitable. So all of these now are on the Lisa, on the system must patch list. You want to definitely keep your eye out for those on the private sector. French satirical magazine, Charlie Hebdo. For those who don't know Charlie Hebdo, a very funny cartoon, French satirical magazine. In fact, uh, they were victims of a terror attack. Um, several years ago 
um, for pushing the line um, there. They've launched a cartoon contest mocking Iran's ruling cleric, which, uh, you know, is part of freedom of speech and democracy in the Western world. A state-backed Iranian cyber unit struck back with a hack and leak campaign that was designed to provoke fear with the claim, uh, with the claimed pilfering of a big subscriber database, according to Microsoft. The FBI blames the Iranian cyber operator's imminent password guard for an influence operation that sought to interfere in the 2020 U.S. presidential election. The tech giant said in a blog post Friday, Iran has in recent years stepped up false flag cyber operations as a tool for discrediting foes, calling itself Holy Souls and posing as hacktivist. A group claimed in early January to have obtained personal information on 200,000 subscribers on Charlie Hebdo merchandise buyers, according to Microsoft. As proof of the data theft, Holy Souls released a 200 record sample with names, phone numbers, and home and email addresses of Charlie Hebdo subscribers that could put them uh, at risk for online or physical targeting by extremists in France. The group then advertised the, support, the supposed complete data cache on several dark websites for $340,000. A representative for Charlie Hebdo said Friday that the newspaper would not comment on Microsoft's research around submission to the UN did not immediately respond to comment as well. The January 4th sample release coincides with the publication of Charlie Hebdo's cartoon contest issue. Entrants were asked to draw offensive characters of Iran's supreme leader and mass murderer, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. The newspaper LA Monday verified multiple victims of the leak from samples. Uh, the Iranian cyber operator sought to boost news of the hack and leak operation and fuel outrage at the cartoon edition. Uh, they're just not going to get the same thing. Making fun of Iran's clerics is almost a duty at this point uh, for what they do to the people. Over 500 people were executed in Iran uh, last year just as part of the protests there. Um, so uh, you won't find anyone here uh, shedding a tear for the clerics at all. And in m news, uh, in 2022, 455 deals uh, were cemented for mergers and acquisitions um, in the cybersecurity industry. That's up from 435 in 2021. The number of deals involving companies from the U.S. increased from 341 to 358 to 200, 358. Sorry, in the U.K. dropped from 70 deals in 2021 to 61 in 2022. As the regional data in North America and Europe continues to lead with roughly the same number of M&As as in the previous year, the number of deals involving companies in Asia and Oceania dropped compared to 2021, but M&A activity more than doubled in Latin America to a total of seven. In 2022, the transactions totaled more than $63 billion in disclosed deal value. Some deals did not have a value disclosed uh, with the highlight uh, of the deals coming from Google's acquisition of Mandiant. Uh, Toma Bravo acquired Sailpoint, Ping, and Forge Rock for more than $1 billion and reportedly sold Barracuda for 4 Vista Equity Partners acquired two companies for over $1 billion. That's No Before and Citrix. Other major deals, including Casilla's acquisition of Datto, Carlisle's acquisition of Mantech, and AMD's acquisition of Pensando, roughly the same number of companies as in 2021, uh, was acquired for millions of dollars, but the number of deals for tens of hundreds of millions has dropped from 64 to 38, showing you just how the risk appetite and the consolidation of the market is going on. Um, something to be very mindful of here as we look at layoffs the market is going to continue to consolidate we'll see more of this happen this year as well i expect the number to be much higher in 2023 than it was in 2022 in fact it could really double itself 
The reason I say that is because these smaller startups that are coming in with niche that are going to have a hard time raising Series B and C now, especially if their revenue just doesn't match. We're seeing a lot of startups with customers fold um, because they're unable to secure funding. Don't be surprised of, of bigger companies, Google, Facebook, Amazon, the ones with the money, Comcast, um, come in and, and, and pick those companies up um, at, at good valuations um, in order to add them to their security repertoire. Uh, not a far-fetched thing. And if you're a CISO, you definitely want to be paying attention to that, especially if you're a practitioner. Folks, that's it for our show this morning. Thank you all for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe. Follow us on your favorite social media and your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. on Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube with the latest. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.